friends. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Today, we're going to have some dynamic thoughts from diverse speakers with a biblical viewpoint. Feel free to stick around and prepare to be blessed. Um, so let's just pray. We're, we have a thought today about the art of confrontation. This is kind of something I've been thinking about over the last several weeks, and uh, hopefully this will be something that will minister life to you and I. So, precious Father, thank you today that we can open your word. There's an open heaven, and we just ask for open hearts, open ears today to really uh, hear what your spirit is saying uh, to the church, to the to the believer, and how to uh, respond to you in these days. Thank you for an amazing weekend we had here at the church, and uh, bless those that are sick today, those that are recovering, those that have challenges in their lives. We think of the uh, John Ryan today and also Gail Beckier. Their mom passed away. We pray for comfort there and uphold them with uh, as they travel to the services up there in Massachusetts. Just be with them in a personal way. And uh, thank you, Lord, that your spirit is a ready help in time of need. So uh, bless this word today. May it be your word in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Awesome. So for all of you that are listening and those online, great to have you. And I want to look at uh, Luke chapter 9 today. And when you hear that word confrontation, it's kind of an interesting word. Um, You know, in the day and age that we live in, there's almost a combativeness or um, an aggression that can happen uh, that is a that can be uh, associated with this word confrontation. In our ministry, we believe in confrontational evangelism, which is really initiating a thought to someone that maybe is opposed to the thought or is ignorant of the thought. Uh, But we're introducing a life-giving thought that is uh, so important, especially in evangelism, There are so many tools that we use in evangelism, but uh, confrontational is intentional, uh, introducing God's heart, God's mind, God's word about salvation. And uh, that's something, of course, there's, there's friendship evangelism. Of course, there's so many different tools that we use, sketchboard. Uh, Maybe there's concerts or different events, but intentionally we present the gospel. But I want to look at it in a different light today, uh, and I want to think about the art of confrontation. There's definitely a way to approach things, isn't it? I'd I'd say that 99% of what we do to be received is in how it is presented. Uh, Our approach is very important, okay? Uh, Because in this emotional day, I feel like emotions are so much more of the landscape than ever before, but people are uh, so self-aware and they get on the defensive and can become very much, um, I don't know what's a good way of saying it, they can be pierced through by things and there has to be a level of sensitivity but also a level of confidence. So let's look at Luke chapter 9 together. So confrontation, confrontation, is it important? Yes, it is. 
It's important people know where you stand, absolutely. But why is it important? Well, in Luke chapter 9, 50, 55 here, we see an interesting passage when, uh, you know, let's just read here, um, verse 51, it came to pass when the time was come that we should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go towards Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from, the, from heaven and consume them, even as Elisha did? But he turned to them and rebuked them, saying, You know not of what spirit that you are of. For the spirit of man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to the other village. Now, why is that important? Well, our spirit, how we do what we do. People uh, certainly uh, can, our capability is not the question here. It's not uh, let's say someone can do a chore or do their job or do their duty, but it's in the spirit that they do it that will reflect a reward. If I'm doing what I'm doing with a grumbling spirit, even giving, uh, if I do it without, a, without a, a cheerful heart, it has no reward in heaven. We just do it out of obligation. Um, but here we're saying, God is saying, listen, just because you're not received or the the other person has an opposing view, why would you want to call down fire on them? And Jesus is addressing the heart of the matter more than the situation. And this is important with confrontation because our spirit, our approach is everything. And not that we should water down or uh, be a pacifist or have some sort of lukewarm, uh, seeker-friendly type of approach but we can do it with the spirit of love, compassion, and grace. And let's, let's uh, develop this a little bit. If you want to turn with me over to James chapter 4. And as you're turning to James, I mean, think about how confrontational Christ was. I mean, in Matthew 10, 34, Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. And then he goes on to talk about different personal areas in the family uh, where his gospel, his truth was uh, an opposing kingdom to the kingdom of darkness, to the, to the kingdom of this world. Now, when you look at that, you're like, wait a minute, turn, you know, turn family members against family members. Like, what is he talking about there? Where, again, there's an absolute confrontation because we're spirit-filled, because we're believers, that your life will cause other uh, people that are not saved or carnal to be uh, in, in some sort of uh, reaction to that life. Well, I want us to think of this uh, as we look at James chapter 4. And why, why is this, like, how do we handle this? How do we handle um, when, when there's a blatant pushback to what we believe in? Well, it's our spirit. I want to kind of make this as a point here. Um, there's three things that I'd like us to consider when we talk about um, when we talk about confrontation. So the issue we may think is we want to change somebody's mind. Well, that's not that's not the first objective. The first objective here is 
in Romans 13, 8, that we love the person in front of us, regardless of what they stand for or what they believe. Now, that doesn't mean we believe the same thing. That doesn't believe we condone, but we owe no man nothing but to love in Romans 13, 8. Now, that doesn't make us a pacifist or um, wishy-washy, but we can stand uh, with truth, with a spirit of compassion, and not... uh, back down or be a compromiser, okay? And how does this happen? Well, three things. Number one, in confrontation, we're clear. We're very clear, and uh, we can state what we believe in love and compassion and uh, be very clear and go far above what that person's about, and we can introduce a principle, a principle that supports righteousness, uh, a principle that supports God's mind, uh, a truth that is uh, reflected in the Bible. We can be clear about it, okay? Will there be differences? Will there be uh, disagreements? Will there be misunderstandings? Absolutely. So the art of confrontation is really found in communication. How, How do I communicate the truths of God? Well, we do it in the Spirit of God. Okay, and that leads us to the second C, and that's compassion. Okay, now compassion sometimes can be misunderstood. It says love covers a multitude of sins. Now that doesn't mean love is condoning all the sins. Love is somehow buddying up with the sin, but love is loving the person but hating the sin. That great cliche that we've heard through so many years that is so awesome. I love it. It's not really a cliche. We love the person. We hate the sin. So, and and let's say this. If you're walking in the Spirit, if you and I are walking in truth, our life will be a confrontation to someone. Even without saying a word, your life is a confrontation to the devil and to to carnality and to the unsaved. Somebody might say, hey, you, you speak different you are not acting the same. Like, what is it about you, you know? And in compassion, compassion, remember, it's our approach. You know, we can come like a bull in the china closet, get our point across, and demand conformity. But guess what? What, what happens there? Well, a lot of problems. That's what happens. And there might be compliance, but you do not have the heart of the person. You want to hear their story, love, love them with God's story, and learn learn from them and learn how to approach them. And then thirdly, the, the, the next C is capacity, okay? Approaching someone based on their capacity. Now, this is a big one. This is a big one because we can come off very strong. We can come off very, um, and not even realize it, but we can come and really blow the individual away because we're passionate, we are convinced, and we have like this amazing, everyone should believe what I believe and all this and all that. But really, God is saying, what spirit are you of? Well, in James chapter 4, I was just thinking here today, you know, why is there such hostility and why is there such reaction uh, in our landscape today? Obviously, (laughs) Not everything is going maybe the way we want it to go, Uh, maybe in your family, maybe in relationships, maybe um, just in your expectations. But but the hostility or the reaction 
is not because of confrontation, but it's because of what's going on in our own heart. So this is where I'd like to, to, to share this with you. Look at uh, James chapter 4, verse 1. From whence cometh wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of, of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and you cannot obtain. Ye fight in war, yet ye have not, because you ask not. <laughs> you ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. So, so, so what is he saying? Uh, in verse 4, he goes into detail there about a friendship of the world is an enemy with God. Well, confrontation, again, is there will always be opposing views. I mean, Jesus uh, he had so much confrontation with the religious, uh, the religious sects in the, uh, in the Gospels, but Jesus spoke to the heart. He approached them. He communicated clearly, compassionately, creatively, but he, was, he addressed capacity. He was very sharp at times. Why? Because he, he in his own heart was not struggling with his own way. I think when we have uh, something in our heart that we sh think should happen, we can have a personal, emotional response. So a lot of anger today, a lot of hostility is because of the pride in our own heart. And God is saying, listen, uh, submit your emotions to me and lift me up. Submit your emotions to me and lift me up in John chapter 12. Be clear, compassionate, creative, but also address capacity. And, you know, sometimes we don't have capacity when there's so much fire around each of us. And so, therefore, in Amos 5.13, maybe we're quiet. The prudent would keep silent. And in confrontation, we go, to go, we go to God on our knees. And in verse 8 of chapter 4 here, we draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to us. So, again, prayer is one of our ways to submit our emotions and not get emotionally invested in a situation, but become spiritually vested in a situation. And what do I really mean by that? Well, we want to love the person in front of us, instead of grappling with them, trying to change their mind. Now, I don't know about you. You can bring a horse to water, right? But you cannot make them drink. You can stick their head right into the water, and they will not do it. And God is saying, listen, I have given the beautiful gift of free will. Why? Because I want people to follow me because they love me, not because they are somehow uh, a robot. So, again, so what are we saying here today? What's going on inside of me? Is what's happening outside touching what's going on on the inside of me? I, I feel like that's happened with me. So I have to check myself. What spirit are you of? Do we want to call down fire? Do we want to wish judgment on people? And, and the, the writer here is saying, Jesus is saying, submit your emotions, cast your care on me, cast your outcomes, cast your disappointments, cast your uh, grievances onto me, and I will care for you, okay? Now, in Romans 13, 8, it's a, it's a, it's a great, let's look at this verse, it's a great chapter because what, are, what do we owe people? You know, uh, you know in a post-Christian society that we're in, we're seeing um, that our very word 
for the gospel's sake, will be, there'll be, it's an absolute confrontation. It's a stark difference. It's a stark, uh, stark contrast. Now, and that's okay. Jesus, Jesus was like, I came to not bring peace. And what does he mean? I did not come to be buddy-buddy with you. I came to introduce a kingdom. I came to introduce the way to life. And it's not our way. It's not our way. And we see the contrast in Ephesians 2. He is our peace. He is our peace. So, all right, Romans 13, 8. So I love this because when we, as we're looking forward uh, in these coming months, we have to really dial back and we have to ask ourselves today, is, is it my agenda or is it God's purpose that we are promoting? And uh, God is saying, um, you know, this your attitude, your attitude is everything, okay? You know, it's, it's so funny. I remember being overseas, and, um, and the person that was speaking Ukrainian, this is before I learned the Ukrainian language, and um, <laughs> so I didn't understand what the person was saying, but they thought if they shouted louder, I would understand. <laughs> so here they are shouting at me, and I'm like, I still don't understand if it's at volume one or volume ten, because there was no comprehension. Uh, and it's the same thing here. It's like as we walk with God, our life will be confrontational. And it doesn't matter if we have to be animated or or be uh, reactionary. All these things will not convince the heart. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. So. Therefore, what you stand for is important. What you stand for. Think of what Stephen stood for. He stood up in front of all of these, these leaders, these religious leaders, and what happened? Um, you know, he preached and he pierced the crowd with the gospel, and he reminded of them of the, the rebellion, and he was stoned. But as he was being stoned, Remember, Saul looked at him, watched him, and he, the, the confrontation, the exact opposite of what was embraced at that moment, Stephen was glorifying God in Acts chapter 9, and it, it really touched Saul's life. And Saul, we know, was converted and was ministered to and became an amazing uh, man of God that wrote 13 books of the New Testament. That was a confrontation, okay? Your life will not always be popular. Your conversation will not always be received. I think we all know that. But the point is this, is like we are not here to push our own issues. We're here to present Christ. And Christ, through his Holy Spirit and through the ministry and kingdom of God, will, his purposes will stand. Okay? Now, notice this, 13.8. This is great. Oh, no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another has fulfilled the law, okay? Now, think about this in families. Uh, one of the beautiful things in confrontation is to know your limitation, okay? I know I can go this far. I know God has called me this far, and I'm going to set a boundary. I know my role. I know my position. I know what God has called me to, okay? And if it goes beyond that, we can be clear, creative, compassionate, and we can address capacity. Let's say you're dealing with a difficult person. Let's say someone in your family is difficult, or maybe you're in a difficult relationship, or maybe you're working with someone that has uh, just an opposing view. 
again, we're not compromising, but we're uh, operating in a boundary where we know uh, we are called and operating in love. And what happens, what the devil wants to do is he wants to lead us out of our refuge. He wants to lead us out into a place where we're reactionary, where all of a sudden we have taken on the identity of the trial and we become uh, emotionally compromised. Now, <laughs> submitting our emotions, what, what does that really mean? What does that really mean? It means that my agenda may not stand. My outcome may not happen. And my way uh, may not happen. In Isaiah 55, 8, that's okay. God's, we want God's way to prevail. And, and really, we have to dial it back here, don't we? We have to really dial it back. Because let's say we see injustices in the world, and we do. We see them. So what is our role? Well, our role is to control our own spirit. And what that, that might not seem like so glorious, right? But it's powerful because people are observing your life. Now, that doesn't mean we're sitting on our hands or sitting on a sofa eating Doritos and just watching the world go by. No, no. We are making decisions and impacting the people in our lives that are open for impact. Now, that we're intentional, we are prayerful, we are outspoken, yes, yes, yes. And it's amazing how much influence and impact you have in your life, and you don't even know it. Why? Because when you're clear, it cuts through all the generalities. When you're compassionate, the person is being loved regardless of what they believe in. And love now draws them. Love now draws them. Sometimes we underestimate the power of love. And I don't mean this sentimental love where there's no truth, but I mean the love that is based in truth, that is unconditionally bringing the value of somebody uh, to their attention. You know, isn't that interesting? Like how many times have we ministered to somebody and we speak love and the person is like, they, they don't even know how loved they are. But God projects an unconditional value on us that we forget so easily. So I want to be confrontational in love. I want to be confrontational in grace, my spirit. doesn't mean I'm going to agree with you every time, right? But it means I'm going to take the higher road and say, I'm going to lay down my life, 1 John 3, 16, so that Christ is glorified, so that truth is the attention, right? Any preacher would, want, would, would definitely want to say, like uh, any preacher would say, hey, look, I don't want the attention. I don't want the glory. I want the Bible to get the glory. I want the Bible to get the attention and, and not, uh, not any attention brought to the man in, in Psalm 115.1. Unto you, Lord, get all the glory. Unto you, Lord, all the glory. Well, maybe this is kind of an, uh, an obvious thought here, but I don't want to be motivated by guilt. God says, I want you to be motivated by love. I want you to have boundaries so that you know where I have called you. And that hostility, which can happen, right? Those emotions that come up and all of a sudden we could be upset about something. We have to kind of scale back and instead of calling down fire, we have to say, okay, God, wait a minute. What, how do you think about these things? How is it that you see uh, what is the greatest need here? And that greatest need is not necessarily to be combative or to change someone's mind, because let's face it, we can't change anybody's mind, right? 
but the Holy Spirit, love produces that change, and uh, love produces uh, the impossible thing. Now, now, let's look further down in Romans 13. Look at verse 10. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is fulfilling the law. <laughs> what kind of love? First John 4 kind of love, 22 times. It's agape, it's agape, it's agape. So, Sometimes with confrontation is we have to be interested in something that that person is interested that we're not interested in, for instance, so that we create a capacity in that person to listen to what we're interested in. What do I mean by that? It's the same principle. We may give someone something in their natural. We feed them. We meet the natural needs so that the supernatural need can be uh, found or can be addressed. So confrontational. Are we confrontational? Yes, we are. Don, Pastor Fred, love you guys. We Aren't we? And, and have you ever felt like you're saying something and it's, it doesn't fall on the ear, right? It goes on deaf ears. That happens sometimes. Um, uh, but you know what? What I love about kingdom words is that it always goes in. It always goes in. It, it, it's received uh, involuntarily, I should say. And it stirs up and creates questions that uh, must be answered. And God will be faithful in Isaiah 55, 11 to bring that seed to, to fruition. So what are we saying today? It's an art. It's our communication. How are we approaching people? How are we approaching situations? Are we approaching situations to change things? Sounds good. But before we do that, we must say, are we loving the person in front of us? And let's be honest, maybe we don't have love for that person. I don't love that person. I'm actually upset at that person. So therefore, even before we speak, we have to really be in an attitude of prayer and say, God, I need your spirit. Without your spirit, I am a dangerous person, <laughs> right? I'm a dangerous person. If my sentence doesn't come from your presence in Psalm 17 too, I am going to be a worker of iniquity, actually. I'll be a worker of iniquity. So again, our spirit, what's, how are we going to change our city? How are we going to change our family? How are we going to change our world? It's one person at a time. It's that personal revival. It's that uh, I'm going to be a showcase, a trophy of grace that other people can observe and ask questions for. Yes, we're confrontational. Yes, we initiate. Yes, we're intentional. Yes, we are not afraid, right? Romans chapter 1, we are not ashamed of the gospel, 16 through 18. Very important. We're not ashamed of the gospel. We are not having a theology of apology. And if, if you cut us, we bleed the Bible, right? Uh, but it's our approach. It's our spirit. And I'll tell you, you can win more people with honey than vinegar, right? <laughs> uh, but there are times when people are going to like like uh, Stephen, they will lunge at you, or Paul, they will stone you at Lystra. There'll be those times, and um, it, it's so great. I love, I love uh, looking at the life of Stephen. He was not interested in self-preservation. He didn't get offended. It's like, oh, they didn't receive me. Like, being personally offended is counterproductive. It per being offended is actually a choice. So again, if, you, if we find ourselves getting offended 
or being offensive. I mean, our, the flesh will always be offended at the cross. Always, always, always. The cross is the greatest confrontation, obviously. But you know what? If we're before the Lord and saying, God, not my will but yours. Lord, you love these people. You weep over Jerusalem. I don't want to owe them anything but to love. I want to be someone that is drawing them uh, because of love. So today, uh, clarity, compassion, capacity, and creativity. These are, I don't know about you, I feel like I need to learn these words, right? Because we can be so full of ourselves. We can just be so full of James 4 arguments and reasons why our way is the best way. And God's like, listen, I'm allowing things to happen for an eternal result. And that's what I want you to tap into. I want you to tap into what happens when a Saul is on the scene. I want you to tap into my divine plan uh, when the church comes under persecution. There is a great mobilization. I want you to come under the authority of what I'm doing rather than defending what you're doing. So, confrontation. Lord, help us to love the person to uh, really uh, give us divine wisdom in our communication, our decisions, um, those things that we represent. May they be those things that you stand for, that you uh, are, are uh, showing us in our Bible. Lord, give us uh, your mind in these days. We don't want to be crusading our own causes, but we want to be ones that are salt and light but in your spirit, we ask. And Father, bless these thoughts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome. <music>